All right, news roundup and information overload hour, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Um, uh, the, I can tell you this, after interviewing the Border Patrol, they have their the union representative, they are apoplectic after being accused by so many people of being racist. We're now seeing that the numbers are, we have over 6,000 6, people not accounted for, more than 3,100 that we know of that are still in Del Rio that are not being sent home. Um, they're claiming that they are sending them home, but then we're finding that they're dispersing them across the country and they've actually been outright lying to us. And then when they're not lying to us, they're, they're blaming Donald Trump for Joe Biden's border disaster. Unbelievable. Al Sharpton went down to the border and, and this is the reaction he got. Is the former U.S. ambassador to South Africa, Kids are being sedated at the U.S. border. Why are you not being the voice for the children? From Atlanta, Georgia, New Birth Baptist Church. Reverend Freddie Haynes, why are you of the French Why are you West trying Baptist to come and provoke and have violence? Why are you here advocating for violence? Rainbow why are you here advocating for violence? Del Rio is not a racist city. Del Rio is a loving, caring community. We don't want your racism in Texas. Get out of here. Nobody wants to hear your racist nonsense in Del Rio. that just keeps go that that just keeps going now remember nancy pelosi you know, she said, we're, we're on a good path at the border under the leadership of President Biden. Really, Nancy? We're on a good path at the border under leadership of Joe Biden, President Biden. Uh, there is, it's about three things. It's about restructuring how we do what is happening there, because we were in a very bad situation under the Trump administration. It's about a refugee plan. Oh, is that what it is? Uh, anyway, Chris Kobach joining us, former Secretary of State and currently General Counsel for the Alliance of Free Citizens. He's leading a federal lawsuit on behalf of Texas sheriffs and ICE officers against the Biden administration. Now, there's no doubt they're not, not only not enforcing the laws, they're aiding and abetting in the law breaking, which would yeah. put us in jail for the rest of our lives. Sarah Carter, Fox News reporter, she's been down at the border daily investigating and showing us the images of what's really going on down there. We'll start with the news first. Sarah, what's going on today and what was the reaction to Sharpton and what is the reaction to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's uh, attack on the Border Patrol? Well, I can't wait till, Sean, first, thank you. I can't wait until tonight so we can actually, you know, for everybody who watches your show tonight, we'll also see uh, Border Patrol agents that are so frustrated. The morale is so low. I spoke today with actually Roddy Ballard. He is a trainer um, of these Border Patrol agents, recently retired. That's why he was able to speak and use his name. He wanted to come out. He wanted to defend the agents. You know, he trained them. He, he taught them how to move people along the Rio um, why they use these long reins, and it's very important. It's for the safety of the Border Patrol agents as well as for their ability to maneuver the horses in this really rough terrain. Uh, he 
could not believe for even a minute when and, and when I told him what the president had said uh, that you know these agents are going to pay uh, for their racist actions, and I showed him the story, he still couldn't believe it. He still couldn't believe it. Um, the photographer. Uh, behind these controversial photos, actually spoke exclusively to an El Paso um, local station and said that while they were out there taking the photographs on Sunday, they in no way, and especially him who had his eye directly on what was going on, saw any racist uh, actions on the part of the Border Patrol. The photographer was explicit. He never saw anyone being whipped. Uh, in fact, there were no whips involved whatsoever um, in this maneuvering, um, the area where the agents were, uh, Sean, is an area where the Border Patrol normally has boats. Those boats that are in that area of the Rio Grande River, for it's a landing spot, are used to rescue migrants, many of whom, when they try to cross the river, many times in the wrong part of the river where the water is really deep, uh, drown. And it's unfortunate. A lot of people have lost their lives trying to come into the United States. It's the greatest nation on earth. But it appears that the left, and this is according to those that I've spoken to, it appears that the left is intent on making this uh, issue a racial issue and uh, putting a story out in the public that is absolutely false, they say. Uh, I can tell you this. Morale has never been lower. There is a lot of concern that people won't want to do their job anymore. Uh, the horses are very important in this terrain because it is so rough. There is such thick brush. You can't always get vehicles into those areas. Um, horses have a better way of maneuvering through those areas and getting the agents to where they need to be. So what I can tell you this, listening to Al Sharpton, listening to talking to the people here and the local businesses that have come up to me and said, thank you so much. Will you please tell Sean Hannity thank you for putting the truth out there? People will say, look, I'm pure Tejano, which means I'm a Mexican. Texan, right? I'm I'm of Mexican descent. We are not a racist community. The men and women of the Border Patrol are not racist. This has nothing to do with race. This has everything to do with riding a horse, doing it the right way, protecting both the agent, the horse, and the migrants, and uh, being asked to do a job that is actually impossible, Sean, an impossible job. Chris Kobach, let's go to the legal aspect of this. As I was doing the introduction, I mentioned not only are they not enforcing the laws, but they're aiding and abetting the law breaking. I have a problem with that. Yeah, and Sean, I do too, and it goes even worse than that. They are actually, the Biden administration is ordering officers themselves to break the law. You know, back in 1996, Congress passed several statutes to end catch and release, and the statutes say that the immigration officer shall detain certain aliens and shall remove certain aliens. In other words, Congress gave a direct order to the officers. What the Biden administration is doing is illegally telling ICE officers and telling Border Patrol officers to break the law and not detain and not remove these aliens. And that's what our lawsuit on behalf of the Texas sheriffs is all about, because when that happens, then it has a criminal impact because criminal illegal aliens are released into the communities all throughout Texas and ultimately into the rest of the United States. And so we, we all pay the price when Biden orders his law enforcement officers themselves to break the law, let alone you know, ordering them not to enforce the laws against the illegal aliens. It's, it's extraordinary. And, you know, Sean, one other thing I'd like to mention is Biden could solve this problem today. He absolutely could solve this problem right now if he wanted to. That is because in another case, 
uh, in the Northern District of Texas, we, we had last month the order from the judge to reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy. Well, Biden administration has been hemming and hawing, say, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get around to following that order once we talk to Mexico about it. They could simply comply with that order right now, and the word would get out instantly that, look, you're not getting into the United States. You're going to have to stay in Mexico while you wait for your bogus claim of asylum to be adjudicated. It would instantly cause people to turn around and head south. Indeed, as you may remember earlier this week, when the Biden administration made a show of starting to deport just a tiny percentage of these Haitian migrants, suddenly people started walking south back across the dam, thinking that everybody was going to get deported. And so when you actually enforce the law and deport people and detain people and send them back to Mexico, guess what happens? The migrants stop coming. Yeah, exactly. Well said. So, you know, all of these policies can be reinstated. They have no desire to do that, though, Sarah. You know, I don't know. They, and then they try to sneak in the amnesty, you know, provision in the reconciliation process. You know, I, I pointed out that countries like New Zealand, Australia, and, you know, and then smaller countries like St. Kitts and Belize and all these other what are called tax haven countries, um, you can buy citizenship. In other words, it's of such great value to people, you can actually buy it. In a case of right. Australia, New Zealand, it takes millions and millions and millions of dollars to do it, but you can. And, and actually, Americans have. And so if you give somebody, so, you know, something of great value, I'm sure the thinking is, well, well, maybe they'll vote for us, you know, for the rest of their lives. I assume that happens. I'm for legal immigration, and I don't care where you come from. I want a health check. I want a background check. And I want to make sure you're not a financial burden on the American people. Um, and I also believe in merit-based immigration. If we need more doctors or scientists and they want to come, I invite them from all over the world. 100%, Sean. I mean, there are ways of expanding and revamping our immigration policy and our immigration laws, and I don't think the American people are opposed to that. What they're opposed to is the fact that the Biden administration has literally become part of the human trafficking problem. So it's not only that it affects us, it affects our national security, it affects our health care, it affects our way of life. But if you really care about the people who are coming into this country, if you really cared about them, you would put a stop to this. Because the only people that are benefiting from this, and it was interesting, but today we were all sitting at a small diner out here, really a local place that everybody goes to, law enforcement as well as the farmers out here in Del Rio, and people were talking about just this. Just this, that the only people that are winning out here, and the, and the locals know it, are actually the drug cartels, the drug cartels, the human traffickers, the pedophiles. I mean, if the Biden administration really cared, they would put a stop to it. But let's be perfectly honest. It was the Biden administration that started this. It was just what Chris Kobach said. You know, this is this was created by President Biden. This entire situation has been exacerbated by this administration. And the fact that you have now firsthand eyewitnesses who were sitting there in the river, the people who took the photograph, and they're saying, look, we did not see anything illegal from our perspective and our point of view between the agents and the migrants. And the fact that the president went so far as saying these agents are going to pay for something while there's an ongoing investigation, while there is no proof of any racism whatsoever or abuse of migrants, is really telling and really daunting. And a lot of law enforcement officers are very concerned about this because they say, look, if the vice president, Vice President Kamala Harris, 
if President Biden are making these kind of statements publicly, how is this going to affect us out in the field? How are people going to respond to us in public? Uh, we saw a lot of problems with people retaliating against police officers in the past, particularly when we saw politicians speak out against law enforcement, speak out against immigration and customs enforcement. And I think there's a lot of concern right now that the president and Vice President Kamala Harris have put the lives of our agents, our U.S. Border Patrol agents, our federal agents, in danger out here. Uh yeah, it's really scary. Quick break. More on the other side. Chris Kobach and Sarah Carter with us. Then we'll get to your calls. Final half hour. Uh, I first want to remind you, though, about our friends at Hillsdale College. Look, you see what's going on in schools across the country. Values you believe in near and that are near and dear to your heart. You know, kids are not getting American history and civics education. It's actually at a turning point. You know, we're going to let the bureaucrats, the lobbyists choose what your kids are going to be taught. Or are you going to teach kids the whole accurate history of this country? Well, that's where Hillsdale College comes in. They argue it's time to teach the truth, the whole truth. And they've come up with their Hillsdale uh, 1776 curriculum. You can download it for free. We set up a special website, Sean for Hillsdale. That's Sean, S-E-A-N, F-O-R, Hillsdale.com. It's available not only to teachers, but anybody all citizens. You can share it with other concerned Americans. They even have a complete K through 12 history and civics curriculum designed to give educators guidance, not mandates, guidance. It allows students to learn the tragedies and the triumphs of American history as it really happened. Only through a complete and honest and thorough study of our history can students fully understand the world in which they live. Our children deserve to be taught the truth through a sound curriculum created by teachers, not by bureaucrats, not by people with agendas. And we can uphold the dignity of every individual. America's future depends upon an honest, candid look at our history. So download Hillsdale College's 1776 curriculum for free, SeanForHillsdale.com. That's S-E-A-N-F-O-R Hillsdale, SeanForHillsdale.com. Broadcasting coast to coast, border to border, and all over America. This is the Sean Hannity Show. Right, more with Sarah Carter. She's down in Del Rio in Texas. Uh, and Chris Kobach is with us. You know, there's been a high rate of po- COVID positivity, Chris Kobach. And, you know, I've looked at the numbers and the incidence of Border Patrol agents uh, getting COVID uh, has been ex- much higher than the general population, number one. And number two, and that includes a, a lot of deaths that have taken place here. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, just to add to that point, um, on morale of border patrol agents. So let's just put yourself in their shoes. You've, you've trained, you've decided that the path of your life is going to be for protecting our nation's borders. You become a border patrol officer and you learn to protect the border. You learn to intercept and stop migrants from coming illegally to the United States. But then suddenly Joe Biden takes office and instead of protecting our border, you become an Uber driver and a babysitter for illegal aliens coming in and you're facilitating the aliens coming in. And then when when the uh, COVID outbreak intensifies, uh, you're not protected. You're still 
denigrated. Yeah, you, you, you have to watch people in overcrowded cages that Biden built. Yeah, in yeah, the middle of a pandemic. I'm, so you're 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 taken away from your job. You're forced to disobey the law. You're exposed to COVID cases, and then as of yesterday, you're called a racist for simply riding horseback, as has been the case for over a century in patrolling. Listen, the I, I don't want you guys to laugh, but I actually went out with Border Patrol on horseback once, and I showed some of the video last night. That stupid horse took off on me, and I had I lost control of that horse. And if it wasn't for the Border Patrol agents, and I do remember the way they ride and the way they hold this, the reins, it is a long rein, and they kind of hit both sides of the horse's neck, and then will actually be able to reach around and hit the backside of the horse as a means of making it move faster, which if it didn't move fast, their horses didn't move faster, uh, I would have landed on my ass, and it would not have been pretty. These guys had to fly after me. And they literally, you know, cut off the horse, got in front of it, stopped the horse. And I said, all right, I'm done. I'm out of this. All right. But uh, they do a great job. I feel sorry for them because that's not what they signed up to do. It's a difficult job. And Biden now has made it a thousand times harder. Uh, Chris Kobach, thank you. Sarah, we'll have a full report on Hannity tonight at nine. We'll quick break right back. We'll continue. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Your calls, 800-941-SEAN, an amazing Hannity. we got a great show tonight. News you won't get from the mob. That I can promise you, 9 Eastern on Fox. Uh, let's go to Tanya is in the great state of Arizona. Tanya, how are you? Glad you called. I'm doing well. Sean, um, my 84-year-old dad passed away last week. And oh, no, oh, wait, wait, wait. Your 84 year old dad passed away. I'm so sorry. Yes. Thank you. I just, I just passed um, the 25 year mark when I lost my dad at the end of March 25 years ago. It, uh, I yeah. think about him every day. I'm so sorry. I know that's yeah. got to be painful. Well, the reason I called is to thank you for your show. He religiously watched you and Rush, and oh. he taught me everything I know about politics, which was a lot. Um, he served in the Republican Party in um, Arizona as a chairman. Anyways, the reason I called was to thank you, but I wanted to share a story. One of the last things that he did that kind of made us think that he was going to pull through was when the doctors come in, they, you know, check for cognition and ask, you know, questions like, do you know what day it is? Do you know where you are? Do you know who the president is? And his response to that question was, Donald Trump. We don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure the nurses and doctors were a little shocked by that answer, but it shows well, you that some, had a great there sense some of humor. That snickered, but some that gave us dirty looks, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. Let me ask you a question. As as you sure. got older, because um, I realize now more. I mean, as as these many years have passed since my father, you know, went to paradise. I believe in heaven. Um, yeah. I really come to appreciate him so much more, but it sounds like you had the ability because he lived to 84 that you really as as an adult and I had been gone 16 years, crazy, you know, chasing this crazy radio dream. I was only on Fox six months before he passed away. Yeah. And um, and we're on a 25th anniversary. And I, I guess my question is, I mean, it had to bring him great joy that that you and him had this connection and, and same value system and belief system. I, I got to believe that. Yeah. Yeah. He I mean, I knew the things that he liked. One of the things he wanted for his birthday was um, Mark Levine's new book. And when mm -hmm. I was going through some of his things after he passed, he'd already gotten halfway through it. And had his bookmark in it, so you know that's something that I have to cherish. But um, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Mark is one of my best friends. I'm gonna have Mark send you an autographed copy and, and put a special note for your dad in it. And I'll I'll send you one of my books too, a special note for your dad. 
And I know your heart is troubled. You know, we never want to lose people we love, right? No, I Um, I know he's in a better place, and I believe that he's in the loving arms of our Savior. I believe that, too, and I believe you'll see him again. I really do, and I know, but it doesn't take away the pain of now. No, it doesn't. And and just the only thing I can say is uh, I felt that this time, after losing both my parents, uh, you're kind of like, you know, in a state of shock for a while, and... You know, I remember times I just reach for the phone and I'm like, I can't reach for the phone. And um, but it sounds like your dad was a great man. And more importantly, it sounds like you had a great relationship with him. You know, one of the things I think I've learned as I've gotten older, too, is that parenting never ends. You know, my kids are older now. My, my parenting hasn't ended. If anything, it gets more more complex in a way. And that you never, you, ne- you know, your dad had to be so proud of you. So I know this is a tough time. Sounds like what a wonderful man that your dad was and and it sounds like your daddy's girl that's what it sounds like to me i bet i bet yeah. if he would admit it he'd say she's my favorite but don't, don't say that to your siblings <laughs> we we all say that that means that means your parents did a good job of making you feel special that's really a, a good quality actually well you're in our yeah. prayers tanya i know it's a painful time but stay on the line and i'm gonna have mark send a book i'll send a book and and we'll pray for you and your dad and your family okay thank you sean Okay, hang in there. I, Lin, I, Linda, what is one of the things that I have the most difficulty dealing with? I just the, so yeah, hard. this is not your sweet spot. You do not it, like it talking is about not death. My sweet spot. I mean, it's just. Although for feel... someone who doesn't like talking about death, you do talk about death a lot. The way you want to die and what you don't want to happen when you die in the mausoleum <laughs> you'll be building. So there no, is if that. I, if I, no, that's not what I said. I I said that it I is exactly got... what you said. Okay, can I say what I said? Because I know okay, what, what I did said. you say? And Tell I know me what it's you said in my you said. will, although there is a mention of Liam in my will. You're not in my will. Liam's mentioned in my will. I'm shocked to hear I'm not in the will. I'm sure everyone in the audience is shocked, too. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of like an adopted uncle of Liam. Um, but I would say this, um, that I just, I never want to be, if I ever become or I'm becoming and know I'm becoming a burden to my family, I'm done. I want to have a party, say goodbye, and then go off and i want to be remembered as i was alive that's all i said that is not that big a deal it's a and little I, bit know, of I, a big I, of a deal it is actually because well, that's what family in my wants life to that do don't particularly like and agree with my views and i've gotten a lot of pretty harsh lectures about it yeah like my, all of your family because you're wrong okay they <laughs> i'm just let saying me put, let me put you are the minority in this if debate I need like, somebody to give me a shower and clean me up I'm not interested in that being my family. But I'm ever. not saying, can't you just bring in help? You bring in help, you know, right, they take care of you. But I don't want to be remembered you. as this feeble old thing that, you know, needed somebody else to bathe me. I want to be remembered alive doing this radio show and alive on TV and alive when we all hung out together. I What's agree with, with you. That? I agree with you. I totally understand what you're saying. But You know, what, you know one of the saddest things, I wish in the case, for example, I will never have an open casket. Now, being raised Catholic, and I'm I'm a, you know, non-denominational Christian and a very strong believer. My, my faith's gotten stronger, than, and I even told that to your pastor when we had a very good conversation. And anyway, uh, I I I have these images of my my parents in when they were, you know, they had an open you know casket that you, those images never go away. I have no earthly idea why we do that. It makes no sense. I to actually me. I wonder- agree with that a hundred percent. I do not believe in viewings. I do not believe in open caskets. I do not understand the need to have this sort of like, I don't know, that whole thing to me is very strange. 
Well, you don't know. Of, you do know one provision. I try to say this to people in jest uh, that I put. What is the what is the one rule that I have? You know, I want a party after I die. And what is what? What, what are the conditions? No crying. There's no, no crying, crying at funerals for Sean Hannity. And my favorite foods and my favorite drinks. So eighteen thousand canisters music. of salt. And yeah, a, a lot of salt for everybody. <laughs> exactly. And I want people. I want it to be a, a celebration of a life that, frankly, was undeserved. I, that that is my. That's how I really feel. I think that would be great. I think having a memorial service. I listen, like by the way, I don't really want nice. this to happen anytime soon. I really, because you I talk about it all the time. You'll probably huh? live to a hundred because you can't stop talking about it. <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, it's no. It comes up as a topic occasionally on the show. We haven't talked about it in a long time. As a matter, this of is fact. true. This is true. For a while not, there, you were going out into the woods. That got a little weird. I'm glad we've moved on from that now. That's no. That's it was positive. never really. No, it's going to be like a Four Seasons resort. It's not <laughs> I mean, I can a afford a better place than the woods. At the, you know, in a tent. You'll be a hundred years old doing your show from the villages. Oh gosh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm Sean Hannity. Live from the villages. All right, are you done? I love you, but you're being such a funny jackass. Uh, Rachel in Florida, how are you? <laughs> I do feel sorry for Tanya, though. I, I, I know it. That's, that's so painful. She's in our prayers, her and her whole family. Anyway, what's going yeah, on, Rachel? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm honored to speak to you. Um, I just I wanted to kind of just let my voice be heard a little bit because um, there's a group of women uh, who were in Florida. We love DeSantis. You know, he's he's backing us up and, and fighting for us, and I appreciate that, being able to go back to work and um, a lot of women that um, I was working with, um, they're single moms, and that's a hard enough uh, venture in itself. And they all ended up getting COVID. Um, they work at a casino uh, called Best Bet. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, but anyways, uh, you know, we've got, we're allowed to go back to work, wear masks. Um, they ended up, we all ended up contracting COVID. Um, so we got through that. You know, our time is on on record here that, you know, we quarantined and we were able to go back to work and we have natural immunity, and um, now the company is mandating that we get vaccines. And we're all kind of between the age of, you know, 20s, 30s, um, single moms here that need our jobs in order to pay our bills. And it's very concerning to me because, you know, these, these women are afraid uh, of losing their jobs so much so that a couple of them went out and got the vaccine because they weren't going to plan the schedule if they didn't. And uh, long story short, it's, it's just crazy to me because if you already have natural immunity, We've already all had it. Why in the world do we have to go out and get vaccinated and be at risk of losing our jobs? And what's even crazier is many of them express like, hey, we want to still have kids in our future. You know, if we end up meeting Mr. Right, et cetera, and some of the stuff we've read, you know, do you cause fertility well, we issues? Had, we had on yesterday. First yeah. of all, uh, I got to give props to uh, Governor DeSantis because now that Joe finally for the first time a week and a half ago mentions monoclonal antibodies, um, meanwhile, Ron DeSantis, the governor, has set up these uh, monoclonal antibody centers all throughout Florida because of, and this is for people that are vaccinated or unvaccinated. Vaccinated, they get breakthrough cases. We had on yesterday, and, and this is the guy that was responsible, you know, played the largest role in developing the technology that led to the mRNA vaccines like Moderna and Pfizer. This is the guy that invented it. He's a medical doctor. And, and yes, I did he, listen to him. 
you know, very interestingly, when he, when he had said to the Epic Times, and I'm not a doctor, I'm, you you got to talk to your own doctor. But what he what he said is that natural immunity is better than the very technology that he created. He said that, and T cell immunity. Rand Paul has been very very strong on this point too. Again, I'm not a doctor. I I I, I refuse to play one. The saddest thing that you're saying in New York with their new governor. They're literally saying to uh, nurses, many like yourself that have natural immunity, that got COVID, all of those that were in the middle of the absolute shift show that was New York in March and April and May of 2020, and I lived here, I saw it, and there were people, I, it was an unmitigated disaster. And if it wasn't for Donald Trump, New York would have died. And anyway, all these nurses that were jumping on COVID grenades every day, by going to work to save other people's lives, now the New York governor is saying, if you don't do what we say, even if you had COVID or you have a, there's no one size fits all medicine. If you have a rare medical condition, your doctor doesn't think the vaccine's right for you, and it's rare, there are cases, you, you're going to get fired. And that quote, you're replaceable. These are the people that right. went to war in the front lines and jumped on COVID grenades every day. I mean, I, if I was a doctor or nurse, I would have hated that job, to be very honest. Um, right. But they did it. And and uh, and now we're going to punish them? How about they get tested every week? Why can't they have that exception? I mean, at least there's one minor little loophole, you know, in, in the mandates right. where you can just say, okay, I'll agree to get tested. You pay for it. I'll get tested once a week. And you can't dock my pay either. You know, I mean, it's if that's what they right. want. Right, right. Well, Sean, I, mean, I have a question for you, too, uh, yeah. that we're all kind of curious about. But a lot of the women are asking, so say, for example, you know, something happens to them getting the vaccine. You know, they rush out to get it just because they want to go back to work and, you know, they don't they don't want to leave the job. Um, you know, is the company going to be responsible at that point if there's a negative well, reaction? Let me ask you, is, do is Dr. Joe going to be responsible? <laughs> Dr. Joe Biden, who has no background, uh, are all he the doctors <laughs> that play doctor that never went to medical school giving one size fits all advice? Are they going to be held accountable? You're asking a great question. Maybe maybe he'll whisper us some some calming factors. <laughs> well, I really am sorry, honestly, Rachel, to hear your situation. And and I, I and I hear where you're coming from. I don't know what the answer is. Talk to your doctor, your doctors, and then I, I know you're going to have to probably, it sounds like, make a tough decision. You know, I don't know if you have any condition that would prevent you from getting the vaccine or uh, if it's just in your, your heart, you just don't want to for whatever reason, but you're willing to be tested. They should be willing to go along with the regular testing. It takes 15 minutes. You can get a, a rapid test. It's it's pretty accurate. Um, uh, But I, I don't envy the situation you're in. I'll tell you that. It's sad to me. And, you know, now we're going to cancel large portions of society. No ball games, no concerts, no restaurants, nothing. Well, what if you have a rare condition? What if you, you know, even if you if you have COVID, they said don't even think about a vaccine for three to six months after you get the vac after you had COVID. Well, what if you're in that limbo period? What you're going to at that point now you're going to be, you know, cut cut out of society. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Look, I can't do what the experts say, and that's consume 10 servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I just can't do it. Uh, that's where balance of nature comes in, and that's it. They give you literally all of the nutrition from fruits and vegetables in a capsule. 
uh, balance of nature. They've made it their mission to get the right amount of daily nutrition. That helps your immune system, helps your overall health. Dr. Howard, he formulated balance of nature, says, you know, the chemistry that goes into your body helps the body help itself uh, with whatever it needs to fix or improve. I see a discernible difference. Linda uses it. My whole team now is using balance of nature. Um, and Linda's mom's been using it the longest five years and she never gets a a cold and has very high level of energy. A hundred percent. And then people really notice a difference. Like my mom was using this stuff long before it was a sponsor on this show. She uses it. She uses it every day. 35% off. Call now. Balance of nature. You got to feel the difference yourself. 800-246-8751. 800-246-8751. 35% off your first uh, order. Uh, or just use balance of go to their website balanceofnature.com use don't forget use the promo code Hannity 35% off balanceofnature.com In a sea of government lies he's the beacon of truth This is the Sean Hannity show You know, I've talked at length about how I suffer from insomnia, but all things my pillow have literally helped me fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer. It absolutely works, and it'll work for you as well. Now, you've helped build MyPillow.com into this incredible company. Mike's latest incredible deal is now on their Giza Dream Sheets. You've heard me raving about them. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton Giza. They're ultra soft, they're breathable, and the most durable. And right now, Giza Dream Sheets are buy one, get one free with the promo code Hannity, the Sean Hannity Square. When you go to MyPillow.com, everything with an unconditional 60-day money-back guarantee. Buy one, get one free. Giza Dream Sheets. They have other deep discounted products for MyPillow as well. When you go to MyPillow.com and just click on the Sean Hannity Square or mention my name when you call 800-919-6090 and the sleep you need, want, crave, desire, and deserve will be yours mypillow.com sean hannity square for these great radio specials or Tonight, Joe Biden's uh, scolding and mumbling and bumbling mini presser. He only took four questions from today. Peter Ducey joins us. Ari Fleischer, Reince Priebus, way in. Sarah Carter at the border will get an update. All that's happening. The Border Patrol is apoplectic over Biden's comments today. Uh, also, we'll check in with Charlie Hurt, Matt Schlapp, Joe Concha, Tammy Bruce, Leo 2.0, Terrell. Say DVR, we got a great show. News you'll never get from the media mob. 9 Eastern tonight on Hannity on the Fox News Channel. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Oh, actually back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. We know you make the show possible and we never forget it. We'll see you tonight. Back here Monday. Have a great weekend.